the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The 20th anniversary. AM 1280, The Patriot. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. The Biden administration plans to send many of the thousands of Haitian immigrants who have illegally gathered in a Texas border city back to their homeland. It's a swift response to a huge influx of Haitians who crossed the border from Mexico and are camping out around a bridge in Del Rio and bathing in the river, some there for as long as a week. Details of the plan to fly them back to Haiti were yet to be finalized, but would likely involve several flights per day starting as early as Sunday, according to officials who spoke to the Associated Press on condition of anonymity. Meanwhile, Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed legislation Friday committing nearly $2 billion to secure the state's border. Julie Walker reporting. More police and media than protesters at the Capitol rally today in support of those charged in the January 6th riot. This is SRN News. Tickets flew off the shelves like toilet paper during a pandemic. The Patriot 20th Anniversary Gala is sold out. Dennis Prager and Charlie Kirk arrive on October 6th. So be sure your calendar is updated so you don't miss a moment of candid conversation on the biggest issues of our day. As we celebrate two decades on air, we thank you for supporting us and being a part of this community of patriots. Our 20th anniversary gala is supported by Pro-Life Across America. AM 1280, The Patriot, glad to have you along. Sunny and a high of 76 today, and tomorrow sunny and a high of 88. The latest Clint Eastwood film, Cry Macho, is in theaters now, and we want to celebrate in a special way. Register daily at am1280thepatriot.com for a chance to win $1,000 cash, a Clint Eastwood 40 Film Collector's Edition box set, and a $50 Fandango movie gift card. The Narn with Mitch Berg continues. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and world. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The shining spot of red in the sea of moldy, dingy, institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, which February of this next year, just a few short months away, will celebrate its 20th birthday. That's commitment here, folks. And, of course, this show will turn 18 not long after that, which is shows, shows you the commitment of all four of us from the Narn. Myself, Jack Tomczak, who's coming up in about an hour uh, with his usual cavalcade of guests and, and his knowledge of where the political bodies are buried in this state. Uh, also, uh, Brad Carlson coming up tomorrow from 1 to 3 here on AM 1280, The Patriot. And, lest we forget, King Banyan. 
every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Together, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, dominating all Twin Cities media. Benevolent despots, but despots we are nonetheless. Thanks for stopping in and, de- and joining us, making this show as successful as it is for 18 years, almost here. Well, it's a year and a half, uh, oh, just a little more than a year till the election. That means it's uh, election season starting already here in Minnesota and out in the hustings, as they call it. Uh, driving hither and yon through northern Minnesota is the first of our gubernatorial candidates of this electoral season starting up. It's my pleasure to welcome to the broadcast, I, maybe for the second time, uh, Senator Michelle Benson uh, joining us right now. M- Michelle, uh, where are you at and what are you doing right now? I'm driving south from the Republican Women of Duluth luncheon. And so there's there's some trees starting to change color, but I'm going to have to get back up here when the color is a little more vibrant. But it's, it's good to be with you. I think I've been on with you once before, but I will be candid and say I never rejected an invitation, even if I didn't seek one out. So I'm, I'm glad for this one and hope there are many more. Absolutely. I can't believe we had you on a few years back when you were uh... – you were running for uh, lieutenant governor. I believe that was eight years ago, wasn't it, uh, Michelle? In 2014, I ran with Dave Thompson. 2014. Yeah. In a just world, you'd be running right now as the incumbent lieutenant governor with a big leg up on getting uh, extending the into the uh, third term of a Republican dynasty. I was a big uh, oh. supporter of you and Dave uh, eight years ago, and uh, and in, in, in a just world, you guys would still be uh, coming out of office right now. What did you learn from that experience that you're putting into practice in this race, Michelle Benson? Um, well, first of all, in, in the Republican Party, delegates matter. And yep. so go see as many delegates as you can, say yes to as many things as you can, and listen to them, because they live in experience different than a legislator in St. Paul, and it helps you to never forget who you serve and why you do this job. But additionally, understanding the differences across our state, as much as we're unified in wanting to be free and prosperous, there are different issues in in each community. There are ag issues in western Minnesota that were less impacted by the drought than those up north um, in, like, Manoman County, for example. And so... Even though you might have a policy, it might need to be applied a little differently in each part of the state. And that's why the Governor Wall's one-size-fits-all Minnesota for the COVID shutdown didn't make any sense at all. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, no, that's uh, that, that's uh, – I'm smelling what you're cooking, Senator Benson, right there. So I, I, I last ran into you probably about a month ago at a CD5 event in North Minneapolis – I'd like to think that my my remarks were what prompted you to throw your hat in the ring, but we all know that that this has been going on for a while. You've been you've been mulling this for a while. I, I have no doubt. What was it that made you decide to throw your hat in the ring and run for governor this time around, uh, Senator Benson? Well, I actually resisted running, and and I don't mean that to be coy. Right. This is going to be really hard, and it's going to be hard on my family. Um. But I just got to the point where if I didn't stand up and fight, I am well prepared to be governor. I think I have a voice that will suit a lot of Minnesotans when I'm in the governor's office. And I think I can win. And so you can't walk away from that. If you have a heart for service, if you want to pass on a more free, more prosperous Minnesota, then you have to do your part. And I believe that whatever I do, if I do it to the best of my ability, will result 
in good outcomes. And and I hope that it, it puts me in the governor's office. But if it just builds some fight in people whose voices haven't been heard, that will impact the state of Minnesota in good ways as well. So you are out and about the state, uh, even as we speak right now. As you're talking with people, uh, what are you hearing out and about the hustings of Minnesota, uh, Senator Benson? Well, right now, I'm hearing from a lot of nurses who are frustrated about vaccine mandates. I'm hearing from Republicans who are very concerned about election integrity. But the deepest, most consistent thing I hear across families in Minnesota is concern about education and how this the year that schools were shut down opened their eyes. And I think education choice is going to be a really important action with the next governor and the next legislature. We can solve a lot of the problems with voter integrity, um, limiting executive powers, making Minnesota more welcoming for employers and respecting family budgets. But let's hold on to this parental engagement on education because Minnesota is flipping and it's time for us to reclaim some of our top tier status and bring along those who've been forgotten, frankly. We have among the lowest reading scores for minority students in the entire country. Here's here's to take take home from this, this show today. We're in the bottom five for minority reading scores and the top five for taxes. It's time for a new governor. Absolutely. From from your mouth to God's ears, Senator Michelle Benson. So uh, we might as well get to this here. Let's let's, let's hear the elevator pitch. Why should people, wherever you are, whoever you are, consider Michelle Benson for uh, governor of Minnesota? I'm prepared. I have taken on some of the hardest issues. I've been in the heart of the bureaucracy, and I know how to change it. But I also believe in a great future for Minnesotans. We are supposed to be stewards of our freedom, of the resources that we are given. And I was raised to prepare, hand things on to the next generation better than you found them. And so I can do all the detailed executive work that needs to be done to have a more responsive, more respectful state government. But we also need to lead. We shouldn't be afraid to go into our poor cities. Criminals shouldn't feel like they have free reign. And so we need to focus on public safety. We need to focus on a world-class education system, high standards, no excuses, empowered parents and successful students. That's our education mission. And then make this a Minnesota by lowering taxes, by changing our regulatory structure, where an employer would want to come, would want to grow a business where family budgets can actually succeed. If you look at gas prices and food prices and the cost of child care, Minnesota families are stressed and inflation is not helping. And so if we focus on those three things, safe communities, parents empowered in education, and the success of our employers and our families, Minnesota is going to have a great future. That's my mission as governor. Senator Michelle Benson, I want to come back to both the education issue and the inner city issue later on in this discussion here. And by the way, I'd like to throw this open to our audience at 651 
289-4488, or you can join us on Twitter or Gab or MeWe or Parler at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show if you have questions for Senator Benson, who's running for governor of Minnesota, running for the GOP nomination. I want to t- come back to one of the, the points you mentioned earlier in your, your elevator pitch there, uh, and that is your experience in government and the ability it gives you to tackle the bureaucracy. We have seen rampant weaponization of the bureaucracy of the executive branch in this state. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your first hundred days in taking some of the power back from our bloated, arrogant, and uh, and frankly, anti-democratic bureaucracy we have in this state, should you uh, become governor, Senator Benson. We need to reform our regulatory structure. So the executive responsibility to hire commissioners and assistant and deputy and assistant commissioners that say we're going to serve Minnesotans. We're, that's our first priority. Our first priority isn't growing government. It's to serve Minnesotans. An executive that says if the private sector can do it, they should do it. And government should only do those things that it's authorized to do by the legislature, and it should do them exceptionally well. Those, those are executive decisions that need to be part of our culture. And then program integrity, as you know, I have been fighting program integrity since the first days of Minsure. And we have the legislative auditor that has been empowered to go in and audit the Department of Human Services. But it shouldn't take the legislature saying we need program integrity. The executive branch should build in smaller government and program integrity. What are some of the... And it sounds... Please to move on. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. You, you dropped for just a second there, but we got you back. Carry on where you were. Sorry, Senator. That's, that's great. No, and and I will be all over the state talking about similar things. So if you missed it, I'll catch you another time. But, for example, we're telecommuting. Our workforce is changing. As the world's workforce changes, as our state workforce changes, the executive can change the way we hire, what kind of... Do we need all of these buildings now that people are telecommuting? We can start saving money right away. So can you change the structure of government? You can lower taxes and still serve the people. Uh, We're talking with Senator Michelle Benson, uh, who is running for the GOP nomination and thence uh, for governor of the state of Minnesota. Uh, We're going to open the phone lines after the break here. Uh, Hopefully we can keep you for one more segment at least here, uh, Senator Benson, because we do have some callers piling up on the line here, and I have a ton more questions. Uh, uh, Will that work out for you, Senator? long trip from Duluth. It's a long trip from Duluth back down to the city, so you can have me as long as I'm on the road. Excellent. Well, we'll have to talk about the trip as well here. Uh, Let's take a quick break. We'll come back with your phone calls at 651-651. 289-4488. Uh, questions, comments, feedback. Uh, the le- the uh, gubernatorial wish list for Senator Michelle Benson. Uh, let's uh, take a quick break now. right now. We'll be right back. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
Are you ready for a life-fulfilling getaway where you can join renowned Bible teachers, best-selling authors, and award-winning worship artists in breathtaking locations? Sail the Sea of Galilee, gaze at the majesty of towering Alaska glaciers, or bask in the warmth of the Caribbean sun. Christian travel is the best way to see God's creation, and Inspiration Cruises and Tours will provide unforgettable moments just for you. For more information, visit inspirationcruises.com or call 800-247-1899. Hi, break time? I know you. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. It seems like you take care of yourself. I do. I play tennis. Try to eat well. What about screening for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. Colon cancer is more treatable when it's caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and is used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit requestcologuard.com. I'm on it. Excellent. From director Clint Eastwood comes Cry Macho, the story of being lost. You want me to go down there and kidnap him? Please. And found. Don't miss the Salem Radio Cry Macho sweepstakes. Enter for your chance to win $1,000, a Clint Eastwood DVD library, and more. See Cry Macho in theaters and HBO Max. Now playing. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Register today at am1280thepatriot.com slash macho. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. Step into Chet's shoes this summer for Keen Utility Footwear. Chet's features a variety of Keen Utility 6-inch safety toe boots with steel or carbon fiber toe options. Check out Keen Utility's waterproof and ventilated footwear to get your feet ready for the season. As always, Chet's takes the time to measure your feet and learn about your job to find the boot that's right for you. Stop in to check out their line of Keen Utility footwear in Spring Lake Park or visit them at Chet'sShoes.com. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. If you have questions, comments, feedback, etc., from Senator Michelle Benson, who is currently southbound somewhere in northern Minnesota, heading for, well, presumably the next campaign stop here, one, one suspects. It's that, that time of the season here. By the way, just my own personal recommendation, uh, Senator Benson, if you, if you haven't already filled up up in Duluth, uh, I recommend Crazy Mary's in Finlayson, just four miles west of 35E at the Finlayson exit. By, no, not a paid endorsement here, just my favorite roadside stop anywhere in Minnesota, if you haven't been already, Senator Benson. It's uh, half the reason. I will. Go ahead. I will add it to the list of places I need to see in Minnesota. I'm accumulating a little list. Um, so if somebody wants to, to tweak suggestions for their uh, local hometown specialty place, um, you know, find me on Twitter, my handle at Senator Benson, and tweet at me a place in your town that I should try to visit because 
one of the one of the side effects of running for governor is you get to be in a lot of these little places that you might not otherwise go if you're a freeway traveler. And maybe there's an awesome lemon meringue pie or a burger that can't be missed. And if I'm going to feed my campaign team, I'm going to go to a place that comes with a good recommendation. So. Uh, the Ufta Burger at Crazy Mary's in Finlayson, you could probably split uh, a couple of them across your entire staff in the car there. They're incredible. Uh, it's, uh, Finlayson that would is, be great. Yeah, Finlayson is my town away from town, my place I go when I need a break from St. Paul. As you are well aware, I'm sure, Michelle Benson. By the way, where can people go to find more about you, your campaign, and your agenda uh, in, in this race? Uh, what's your website? Yep. com and Michelle Benson for Minnesota on Facebook. I have posted the link to your website at shotinthedark.info for those of you who get your information from, well, me. So uh, we'll, we'll, uh, you can go to either the, the, the website, which we'll get back to in a moment, or uh, go to shotinthedark.info and, uh, and get to it there. Let's go to the phones in Minneapolis. Patricia, you are on the air with Senator Benson. Hi, I'm a senior, and I tell you what, um, Senator Benson, there's a lot of talk amongst us about the COVID situation and and how the vaccines aren't working and how so many of our family members that have been vaccinated are getting it and how we're concerned about, okay, I'm a senior, I've been vaccinated, but I can still get it. What can we do with some of these um, therapeutics that have been helpful if the vaccines aren't going to help us? uh, What can you recommend? I'm hearing things like some of these things are effective, but the government is not letting the pharmacists uh, fill the prescription that you're given by your doctor. Yeah, Governor Waltz, thank you for your call, Patricia. Great question. Governor Waltz certainly weighed into the, using his bully pulpit to uh, to influence the regulatory battle, uh, which kind of astounds me that a high school gym teacher is, is an expert in pharmacology. But there you have it, uh, Senator Benson. Your policy, uh, uh, this, this kind of speaks to our politicization and weaponization of the executive branch uh, in the last uh, segment here. But uh, response to Patricia, Senator Benson. Well, let's, let's look back at what I said I wanted to do in my first 100 days. Those were things that were under executive authority and not under private authority and not under legislative responsibility. So if your doctor says you need this medicine, you should be able to get that medicine without the government saying, oh, we'd like to check and make sure it's okay for you first. It's not the government's job to get between doctors and patients and, and our Vaccines are having some breakthrough cases, and so please continue to, you know, monitor your symptoms. And if you feel like you have a, a cold coming on or a fever, go get tested. And if you are positive for COVID, talk to your doctor so that you can get the therapeutics that are right for you. One of the problems we've had during COVID is that politicians and the press have decided to weigh in to what should be medical decisions. And so I promise you, I will not I will not get between you and what your doctor thinks is necessary for your health. Amen. Uh, if you have any other questions or comments for Senator Benson, uh, join us at 651-289-4488 or hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show on Twitter. 
Gab, MeWe, and Parler, all of them. Operators are standing by. Senator Benson, you you said, uh, as you should be saying at this stage of the campaign, you think you could win. Uh, And I'm certainly hoping with God in the tailwind you can here. But let's uh, discuss the elephant, if you will, in the room. Uh, The Republican Party that you're part of is in a bit of disarray uh, now and hasn't won a statewide race in half a generation right now. How how is the, the current state of the GOP and its recent history affecting your race, and how do you see your way around that history in, in your position, Senator Benson? I am running as strong as I can. We're going to try to do things differently, um, bringing in different kinds of media people, reaching out to, for example, California and New York. Don't have a lot of hope of electing Republicans, but they might support a candidate who can win in Minnesota. And so let's pay attention to doing things differently, not crazy different, better different. Let's learn from what other states have done better as they converted their state from blue to red. Lessons to learn from Wisconsin, lessons to learn from Iowa. Um, so we're going to try to do that so that Minnesota can attract resources to win this seat. When it comes to the party, I'm not getting involved in the chair's race. I want to earn the endorsements. And so um, biasing a chair isn't a really good way to keep the integrity of the endorsement in place. However, I will say this, what I've said to everyone who's contacted me about the chair's race, at the MNGOP, create a safe working environment, build a machine that can defend the endorsement, build a machine that can win the primary, and build a machine that can win the general election. That's what you need to do. If you focus on that, Minnesota will be just fine. One other thing we hear, vis-a-vis the Republican Party, not so much about the chair situation, but about the majority we have in the Senate, the majority of which you are a part, Senator Benson, is you hear frustration from Republicans wondering why the Republican majority in the Senate hasn't, and I quote, done something, end quote, about Governor Waltz's power grab over this last year and a half. Uh, are you finding people frustrated with the record of the GOP, including uh, the, the, that of the Senate Majority Leader, uh, uh, Mr. Gazelka, who is, in fact, one of your opponents for this endorsement right now? What do you, how do you respond to people who are frustrated with the record of the GOP in this last few sessions, Senator Benson? And I share the frustration being cut out of critical decisions by the governor, by his chief of staff, was extremely frustrating. We took vote after vote after vote to end emergency powers. Without the House, you know that that's not going to happen. So again, one of the first things the legislature needs to do with the new governor is change the emergency powers so the legislature gets involved no more than 30 days after an emergency is declared. And in doing so, it will set things right between the executive branch and the legislative branch. I'll say this now, and, you know, when I'm governor, you can call me back on and say it again. The (laughs) legislative branch is listed first in the Constitution because it's closest to the people. We need to put responsibility on the legislature for many more decisions. That includes rulemaking. That includes oversight of federal funds that come in. Right now, you saw this as... ARPA money and CARES money was coming in, the owner just gets suspended. And the legislature needs to have some way to say these are the priorities for Minnesota. 
not just for the governor. Absolutely. And any Republican uh, who doesn't say that can can kiss my vote goodbye. That's, that's I'll, I'll put that on record right now. Let's go to uh, St. Louis Park. Mark, welcome to the Northern Alliance. You've got about uh, 40 seconds with Senator Benson. Go right ahead. Hello, is this uh, Mrs. Mark St. Louis, St. Louis Park? That's you. You are live and on the oh, air. Go sorry. for it. Oh, sorry. Real quick, real quick, 40 seconds. I met Ms. Uh, Benson at uh, Hamill a couple weeks ago. The, quote, leading contender on the Republican side said we have to expand our party. Does she agree with that? And if she does, how do you expand our party without sacrificing our principles? That's the Rubik's Cube of all questions. How do you expand the party without sacrificing our principles? I'll hang up and listen. Boy, a great question to get with uh, mere moments remaining in the interview, Senator Benson. But uh, take take a swing. Politics is additive. So go to those people who show up for Republican elections and then go to the frustrated parents who had their eyes opened about education and then go into the minority communities, especially the ones that saw their communities burn. But I'll tell you, anyone who works hard and has a dream should have a home in the Republican Party. We need to make sure they feel welcome and know that it's not just for the election. It's because we share their vision for America. You are seeing a lot of parents in the inner city, especially my former former uh, friends in the charter school movement who are who are much unhappy with the way things have gone this last year and aren't a whole lot happier with the Republicans for not coming into the city and, and, and giving some voice to some of that frustration. Hope we can see the Republicans doing that this time around, Senator Benson. we got about a minute to go here, Senator Benson. Uh, of course, you're welcome to come on the show anytime between now and the endorsement. We'd love to have you on here. we got about a minute to go, Senator Benson. Any last uh, remarks uh, for the electorate while we wait for the next uh, go around here. Well, and as a as you refer to folks in the inner city, I've been part of the school choice movement through Catholic schools for a long time, reaching into those communities that have already done the work of saying we respect parents and we want to give them opportunity will be a good way to link to them. And so my mission is to wake up every day as governor to build a more free and a more prosperous Minnesota. And my mission from now until that day is to make Tim Walls a one-term governor. From your mouth to God's ears, Senator Michelle Benson, on the road somewhere in northern Minnesota. Hope you can drag the staff by Crazy Mary's in Finlayson. You will thank me later for that. Uh, one more time, the website and other, info, and other ways to get a hold of you for other questions about your campaign for governor, Senator uh, Michelle Benson. Minnesota.com. And on Twitter, my handle was Senator Benson and Michelle Benson for Minnesota on Facebook. Absolutely. We'll do this again sometime soon. Senator Michelle Benson, thank you. I've posted the link to your website at shotinthedark.info. Drive safely while heading south, and I hope to talk to you again soon. And I hope I haven't pissed past Finlayson yet. I see the sign up ahead, so we'll see if we can turn off. Fingers crossed. You'll thank me later. Uh, Senator Michelle Benson joining us from the campaign trail. Uh, 651-289-4488. Still two segments to go before Jack Tomzak joins us here, which means literally the fun has barely begun. As long as a segment remains, the fun is always just beginning here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Yeah, we'll be right back. Do you suffer from lower back pain, knee pain, foot pain, or fallen arches? Do you? If yes, just stop and write this magic word, G-Defy, G-D-E-F-Y. What is G-Defy? 
G-Defy is the footwear designed by Gravity Defier Medical Technology with the worldwide patented VersoShock sole. Their shoes are clinically shown to relieve pain by a double-blind clinical study conducted by Oliveview UCLA Medical Center. You can try a pair for 30 days with free corrective fit orthotic inserts. If you're not satisfied, just return the shoes for a full refund and keep the free orthotics as a gift. Put an end to suffering. Save $20 and get free shipping from Gravity Defier when you go to gdefy.com radio and use code radio. That's gdefy.com radio, code radio. You have nothing to lose but your pain. Want to enroll your child in Christian school for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com has joined with area private schools to offer half-price tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Hi, this is Eric with the Kingdom Builders. During a recent meeting, I was pretty amazed at how everyone got along so well, and we all agreed on just about everything. I think it's because we have strived for years to have everyone doing a job that they enjoy. We think that ends up being a benefit to our customers. When you like what you're doing, you tend to do a better job, as well as have a better attitude. Over the years, I've tried a variety of jobs at the Kingdom Builders, I've tried sales, project managing, installing doors, working in the office, but currently I'm installing gutters and loving it. It's a pleasure to be able to do my job well and enjoy doing it. So if you need a roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. The number to call if you have questions for me. So, you show us everything you You show me everything. No, we'll show you everything we've got next week. The fall tour for Elephant in the Room, my band. Kicks off. And when I say fall tour, I mean we got two gigs on two nights at two separate places. Next Friday night, my band Elephant in the Room will be appearing live at the Fridley American Legion in, well, Fridley. It's on, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's uh, University Avenue in Fridley because pretty much everything in Fridley is on University Avenue, maybe Central. But no, uh, we're at the Fridley Legion. You go to uh, Elephant in the Room uh, on Facebook. We'll have all the details out there. Uh, also, elephantintheroomband.com. I think we'll have the details. If they're there, if they're not there now, they will be this week. Anyway, if you're making plans next week 
and uh, are looking for something to do Friday night, we'll be there. Should be the first time we've ever played there. we got a couple gigs uh, there coming up, we think, if all plans currently hold true, and this will be the first. And then the next night, we will be back for the third time this year, back to the back to the SRO in Oak Grove. And when I say Oak Grove, it's basically just north of Anoka. Uh, the bar is a couple, I think, five miles north of Highway 10 on Round Lake Boulevard. It becomes Lake George uh, Boulevard, I believe, when you get across the city line. But it's in Oak Grove, which is basically the, the rural northern part of Anoka. And it's a fun, fun place. We played there. Gosh, last June we had, May or June, we had an outdoor party there. And then last April, I think it was, we had an indoor gig there. The first indoor gig we had since the pandemic started. And it's going to be fun. Uh, both nights. Back to back. Next Friday at the Fridley Legion in, you guessed it, Fridley. And then back to the back to the SRO in Oak Grove, north of Anoka on Round Lake Boulevard, uh, on next Saturday night. So, yeah, we'll be out there on the road. First of many. Uh, gigs we have coming up here. We are, uh, I, I will say that's been a pleasant surprise over this past uh, few months here. I expected with all the bars that closed uh, last year during the pandemic and how many musicians did not close because there's a billion people running classic rock bands out there, almost literally a billion. I mean, almost everywhere you go, someone has got a classic rock band and they're all looking for gigs and we're getting books, uh, more bookings now than we've gotten in forever. So yeah, we've got uh, we've got some gigs coming up in October around and about uh, the metro, some uh, some a few coming up in November, and a couple of really fun ones coming up in December and January. So elephant in the room on the road through the fall and early winter. I couldn't be happier about it. Looking forward to seeing you at one of those gigs. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight the number uh, to call. Right now, as we speak, there is a <clears throat> rally of sorts going on in D.C. And you, you've you heard about it in the media because you've heard the drumbeat of the media announcing the administration's preparations for this rally, a rally in support of the people who were charged in connection with the uh, January 6th uh, <clears throat> insurrection. And, and I put that in audible scare quotes because while, as we discussed last week on the broadcast, the riot on January 6th was stupid and incredibly wrongheaded and in some respects evil in that it sought to circumvent constitutional due process in the election by the use of intimidation of force of some level of violence. It, it, insurrection is a bigger word than that. The, the American Revolution was an insurrection. I mean, taking up arms and carrying out a sustained military campaign against a government, that's an insurrection. The Viet Cong was an insurrection, first against the French, then against the South Vietnamese and, and us. The Provos, the Troubles, were, were an insurrection, starting in the early 1900s and going until the late 1980s against British authority in Northern Ireland. That was an insurrection. An organized, sustained, multi-generational guerrilla movement carrying out acts of terrorism, armed, violent, literally explosive terrorism against the powers that be at that time in, in, in Ulster. That was an insurrection. The riot on January 6th was stupid, wrong, 
and just a little bit evil. I mean, the idea that people are going to storm the Capitol and circumvent the due electoral process of this country, declaring themselves above all three branches of government and the will of the people in all three of those places, is stupid, presumptuous, arrogant, wrongheaded, and evil. Just a little bit evil, folks. It was also over in a matter of a couple of hours, if that long. Insurrections usually have legs. <laughs> so I, I'm going to quibble with that. Now, the rally today at the Capitol is an interesting juxtaposition of, uh, of, of visions here. Just before January 6th, the mayor of the District of Columbia ordered the police to basically pay no attention didn't want to have a big show of force, or at least that's the way it was explained, and left a fairly small token force of the Capitol Police there, which largely gave way. I mean, there was talk immediately after January 6th about how one of the officers had been killed by the rioters. Turned out to not be true. A number of people died that day, only one of them through violence, and that was one of the rioters, Ashley Babbitt. Now, that's an issue that is receiving a lot of different takes on all sides of the aisle. Two weeks ago, I believe it was, the uh, law enforcement uh, arrived at the conclusion that the shooting was justified, and people are asking legitimate questions as to exactly how or why. Today, the juxtapositions being noted are these. First, There are more law enforcement and media present at this rally than there are rioters. I've seen numbers of under 100 uh, demonstrators, entirely peaceful, at the Capitol right now, uh, demonstrating against this. As as the word has gone around among conservative circles that this is looks fairly obviously to be staged, to be a shake and bake operation at at worst, which is slang for the federal government putting on an event, sort of like the the uh, alleged kidnapping of Governor Whitmer in uh, May, uh, Michigan. Thank you very much, Michigan, which turned out to have been like an awful lot of such episodes provoked by FBI informants who had long since infiltrated these various, quote, militia, end quote, movements. So th- this is th- the, the rumor mill take it for what it's worth, is saying this is another one of those. Something basically being provoked, well, provoked, being set up by the FBI and by informants and and undercover operatives in the various pro-Trump organizations. It doesn't matter, folks. Nobody, Almost nobody's shown up. While there may have been several hundred thousand people at January 6th and a few thousand of them who actually trespassed into the Capitol, making it literally a mostly peaceful demonstration, uh, there are literally not only more media and police, but more by a factor of several, and probably more on-camera reporters present present, at the Capitol right now than there are demonstrators, as largely predicted. Now, the interesting part is this. There is a huge police presence. The security fences that finally went down uh, in in D.C. and that were set up for the between the uh, January sixth uh, episode and the inauguration have come back, and there is a massive, some might say, stifling police presence in D.C. 
vastly more, and by the way, the National Guard is out and on standby uh, at staging areas, ready to move in in case things get out of hand, which it seems they will not at this at this remove. And it's interesting to note that this is vastly more force than the Biden administration deployed to hold bases to help our own people get out of Afghanistan. This is vastly more effort in terms of boots on the ground than the federal government employed to withdraw, to cover the withdrawal from Afghanistan, which, by the way, if you are counting Americans still stranded in country, is nowhere near done. They couldn't expend this kind of effort to make an orderly, successful withdraw, withdrawal from a country in which we have expended hundreds of billions of dollars and 1,400 American lives, who, by the way, were actually killed by violence, including 13 a couple of weeks ago, uh, American Marines and, and soldiers. But they're flooding the zone in D.C. to safeguard against 50 people who are, let's recall, protesting, at least on the surface, against the exceedingly long holding of suspects in the January 6th episode without much in the way of bail or a rather oddly distorted bit of due process. Say what you will about that. But they are expending a whole lot more effort against in, in this basically security theater in D.C., than they did not only to hold Hamid Karzai Airport, certainly to hold the Bagram Air Base, which would have been a useful thing to have had uh, and still have as we try and extricate Westerners, especially Americans, from Afghanistan. Great allocation of effort. It's also uh, a, a level of effort that the various law enforcement authorities were foreclosed from exercising, shall we say, on January 6th by the various powers that be in D.C. at that time, by Nancy Pelosi, by the mayor of Washington, D.C., by everyone involved in that sorry episode. Interesting, the priorities. Why, it's almost as if having a, quote, insurrection, end quote, served the left's purpose for purposes of propagandizing and gaslighting the American people. Why? Perish the thought. They would never do that. Ha! Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. I'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. This is the Entertainment Answer brought to you by Exergen. Looking to add to your Marvel collection? This week, Black Widow is on digital, Blu-ray, DVD, and 4K. Actress Rachel Weisz stars in this one and says Romanoff's story is so important. I think fans have wanted a deeper dive into Natasha Romanoff's past. She's such a mysterious character. I think everyone wants to know what happened before she was an Avenger. Black Widow available this week. For more information, head over to theentertainmentanswer.com. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidai. I got a hold of JTR through Friends. 
it almost looked like a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it. But there were other things that needed addressing. And uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Do you love to cook or have a favorite blue ribbon dish? Then you need to enter your favorite recipe sweepstakes to submit that delicious recipe. The winning entry will receive a year's worth of fine meats from Good Ranchers, a $1,400 value, and get a $1,000 Williams-Sonoma shopping spree. Increase your chances of winning by entering once each day. So start cooking and enter now at am1280thepatriot.com slash recipes. Ibelieve.com helps women wrestle with the deeper issues of their faith. Drop by for blogs and daily devotionals for women, plus articles on relationships, health and beauty, parenting, and more. At Ibelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Ibelieve.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, here at The Patriot, we're looking for a couple things. Number one, someone who's gone above and beyond to affect our culture in a positive way. And while that is said, someone whose actions have helped push our country towards a better future. And simultaneously, someone who's been criticized publicly or canceled as a result of those positive contributions. Now, if someone comes to mind, and that someone is not yours truly, or Brad Carlson or Jack Tomczak, because we are not uh, el- eligible, because we are employees of AM12A, the Patriot, and Salem Communications, and we haven't been canceled because let them try. Come on. I dare you. Bring it on. I mean, if you're still out there and able to do it, I mean, at least one of my cancelers has departed this mortal coil in the last year. Oh, my, I've gone off on a tangent, haven't I? Anyway, someone comes to mind, please nominate them for our Culture Warrior of the Year contest at am12athepatriot.com just so we can recognize their work publicly and thank and encourage them and others like them for standing tall and being ready to fight for our values and freedoms. Article came out this past week in The Economist that uh, that, that sparked my thought, actually not The Economist, in Financial Times uh, of London uh, this past week. It sparked me thinking, I, this is an issue that has caused me all manner of friction, shall we say, in my social circle back around about a year ago in respect to the uh, mewling avalanche of navel-gazing in the media and uh, among certain parts of my own social circle, I must say, about how 2020 was, and I quote, the worst year ever, I made a couple of observations. And by the way, doesn't that observation just sound really, really premature after this last eight months? 2021 is stacking up a whole lot worse than 2020 in my book. 
Anyway, I made two observations. First of all, saying 2020 was the worst year in history to anyone who was alive and sentient in 1942 or 1916 or, for that matter, the 1918 influenza or 1861 or any year of the various plagues in Western Europe. Uh, I would dare you to, if you had a time machine, just say that to anyone who's around for any of those years and then see if those who didn't hit you with a brick would laugh at you in your face with a bitter, condescending laugh. Uh, Number two, it wasn't even the worst year in my own lifetime from my own perspective. Now, that last observation got some, let's just say, pushback in some parts of my own social circle about this time last year. But I got to be honest, among the years in my own life, 2020 might have cracked the bottom five, maybe. I I mean, just speaking off the top of my head, 2008 was the ground below the bottom of the barrel being scraped. 2003 was kind of a grueling slog. I mean, I was unemployed or underemployed good chunk of the year. I went four months without a job interview and five months without a regular paycheck and six more with uh, contracting money that had to stretch. Uh, 2000, I mean, all the fun and frolic of getting divorced and Well, 1988 was probably when I learned what depression really was. But again, I didn't learn it until probably 1993. That's what was going on. Anyway, 2020, number five on the hit parade at worst. Uh, Anyway, I posted that list on another, frankly, lesser social medium than talk radio uh, or my blog. And it drew some agreement. And uh, some particularly harsh reactions from some parts of my social circle. I'm not going to say 2020 was fun. I mean, it was a terrible year for society as a whole and for reasons that went beyond COVID, frankly. And 2021 so far, again, for my money, is a lot worse. I mean, more people in my life, speaking again for myself, have died of COVID this year than Last year, so far, including a a good high school and college friend and classmate of mine who passed away early last week of COVID in Texas, uh, who was occasional listener to this broadcast and would occasionally participate in my pre-show shout-outs on Facebook, one of three that have passed away this last year. That's, that's, that's kind of a smack upside the head. At any rate, I, I, I just thought, 2020, I mean, back off. It's a year. And maybe it's part of the stoicism that drives so much of my personal worldview. Maybe it's just the fact that I have read my history, but it's down the list. 2021 so far down the list as well, although certainly not fun for anyone. There's an article that came out this past week in Financial Times that was a little heartening to see uh, where others were making the same observation. I linked it at shotinthedark.info at a, a piece I wrote this past week called Being Locked Down and Nothingness, Parts 1 and 2. Uh, the observations I had were, I mean, I urge you to read the article uh, from another fellow who just said, yeah, it's, it's been a, a rough year, but on the other hand, it's, it's just a year full of things to overcome, like any other part of life. He he wrote is part of his piece. I urge you to read, by the way, quote, no doubt my failure to have a Damascene lockdown uh, reveals an impoverished imagination. But which side is more bovinely stuck in its ways here? Which stands out about the great odysseys of the soul I keep reading about is their familiarity. 
Metropolitans have always been prone to credulous nature worship. Families have always been prone to urban flight. Midlife ennui has always been dressed up as some fault with the outside world. What is new is the responsibility that such attitudes have acquired over the past year and a half. In other words, sorry, respectability that these attitudes have acquired. In other words, the lockdowns haven't changed these people any more than it changed me. It just dignified a lot of existing impulses. I, I thought the article was worth reading, and in reading it, I made a connection with a piece I'd, I'd heard uh, the previous week on National Public Radio, which I listened to, you, uh, to so you don't have to. It was a piece about, it was on one of the TED Talks, you know, the show that they have regarding TED Talks, and which occasionally about, I mean, their, their TED Talk show is kind of like This American Life. About one quarter of the time, it's really, really worth listening to, and the rest of it's just a bunch of dross. Point being, the show two weeks ago was about the role of dopamine in pleasure and pain and the connectedness in the human mind of pleasure and pain, how you do something pleasurable, whether it's uh, hitting a a basket uh, or cooking a good meal or throwing down a sick burn on social media. It gives you a little shot of dopamine, which is the pleasure hormone in your brain. Your brain, on the other hand, tips back and and says, okay, we're going to match that pleasure with a certain amount of pain. Now, Human life today, more than any other time in history, has been full of dopamine. You have pleasure impulses all over the place in a way that the human mind is not designed to deal with. Evolutionary speaking, the human brain is designed to deal with a whole lot of misery, and pleasure is something that you get occasionally and that you should enjoy while it lasts because life up until 100 years ago was nasty, brutish, and short. So... We have more pleasure now than any humans in all of history. And this last year has disrupted that. And I think that that keeping that in context, keeping that in, in proportion, is so very utterly vital to, to keeping the events of this last year and a half in mind. The fact is we're still the luckiest people that ever walked the planet if we're not too stupid and, and wrapped up in 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 this artificial, endless pleasure that is so much of modern life. Anyway, Jack Tomzak up next with Dave Han and uh, Paul Gazelka and Tanya Simon and much more. Gun. I'll see you then. God bless you all. God bless America. Hi, break time? I know you. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. It seems like you take care of yourself. I do. I play tennis. Try to eat well. What about screening for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. Colon cancer is more treatable when it's caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and is used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep. Even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit requestcologuard.com. I'm on it. Excellent. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. 
Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. Arby's Computer Service. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boots. Arby's Computer Service. Celebrating... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.